1: Hello, Early Work listener. This is Rhys James, the best host of Early Work there is. Uh, Just a little pre-podcast message to tell you that I have released some merchandise. Inexplicably, I've got into the merch business at last, uh, and I've done some demotivational posters, some anti-inspirational art prints. For the post-live-laugh-love generation, anyone who's sick of seeing those life is about the journey, not the destination type posters, those pretentious bullshit things that you know things about hustling and grinding that you never see in anyone truly successful's house um i've done some of those they sort of mock those things they're really nicely designed by um show and tell and uh they say things like it's not enough to just dream it you have to have wealthy parents and uh the haters made me what i am today insecure and ambition dedication persistence okay you got the poster now you can just sit there things like that there's some other shows uh, some other posters as well that reference my show in the past um one says i wipe my ass that's a reference to a specific joke i do appreciate if you've not heard the joke that does sound absolutely insane and another says life is about the watermelon not the seeds those posters will deliver in time for christmas if you order by the 18th of december um, and they're available on my website reesejames.co.uk forward slash store or on the show and tell website so do please get them i'd love you to buy one or all of because i'm addicted to cash and there's not as much money in the podcast game as i expected unless you're off menu so do go and get those but for now on with this episode of early work Welcome to Early Work, the show in which I ask famous performers to come on and read the creative writing of their youth. And what a youth today's guest, Catherine Bohart, had. Without spoiling my own prediction of what she was like at school, she was even more precocious than I expected her to be. We're talking bargaining to hang out at the grown-ups table, debate club dominance, seeking vengeance on a PE teacher based on essentially nothing, but leading crucially to a petition. And then some of the most bafflingly cryptic early work I've ever heard in my life. Is it a story? Is it a poem is it just an insanely verbose first person account of a horrific war it's almost impossible to tell and then i read a poem that is so awful Catherine literally screams when she hears how old i was when i came up with it Catherine is such a great stand-up comic who has an online show called Gigless every Thursday which I recommend, I've performed at it and it was lots of fun and she even has bunting specifically for the gig so she really cares about it so do check that out Um, go and get tickets and watch Gigless one Thursday but in the meantime here is the early work of Catherine Bohart Joining me today on another episode of Early Work is the wonderful Catherine Bohart Hello Catherine
2: Hello, how are you?
1: I am very well, thank you. For those of you who don't know, listeners, Catherine Bohart is probably best known for the TV panel show run-through we did together in which she had to balance a glass of water on her head and go up th- steps three times. <laughs> now, would you say, Catherine, that is your seminal work or just your best work?
2: I Yeah, I'd say probably my finest hour. Do I think in the entire oeuvre? Uh, maybe there are some better <laughs> moments or better known moments, sure. But have I ever been happier or felt more accomplished? or being in better company, uh, probably. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely weren't happy about it. I remember them. No, I like, was
2: oh. so annoyed because I was like, "If this fucking spills, also, I don't, am I allowed to curse on your podcast? It's a podcast. It's not. Yeah, we're fine." Um, oh yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. It's I don't
0: know what. <laughs> what time are
2: people listening to this at? Um, Yeah, they were like, "Pop, could you pop this?" They said to me that, like, I think I was one of two women in the room. Like, can you pop this glass of water on your head and uh, then just move about a bit? And I was like. There is a bold man hosting and two boys with, you, like, I was like, if I fucking wet my hair and or makeup, mm-hmm. you, you have a different contestant on your hands and she won't be happy about it. So I tried to remain chill and funny, but I think the, the seething seeps well, through. Well, I mean,
1: also it's like when you do these run throughs, they're often in the afternoon and, you know, you're sort of doing them kind of as a favor. Yeah. And then you, you do often have to go to a gig afterwards. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, they're in central London, so you're kind of going straight from there to a show. So if yep. you did... The fact that they're expecting you to just go, oh, yeah, I'll just get soaking wet for absolutely no reason for the 15 um, TV executives in this room to see if the format works.
2: And the forty 99 you're going to pay me for this three-hour period yeah. of my day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Um, I My task I had to do on that was to blow up a balloon until it burst, which I don't know if you remember, I was incapable of doing.
2: Oh, I remember. I think of it when I'm sad. Uh, I think if anyone joy. looked at me, they,
1: they <laughs> would think I was unable to blow up a balloon until it burst. And the most <laughs> embarrassing thing is me constantly shouting in between failing to blow up this balloon. Um, I was I recently had it tested and my lung capacity is above average.
2: You did shout that a lot. I think even beforehand you were like, uh, the vibe was... Uh. Watch this!
1: Oh, I'm gonna blow oh. I'm gonna do it in one breath. Yeah, I'm just oh. gonna look at this balloon and pop it. Yeah, it's
2: gonna be pretty embarrassing. Here we go. Yeah, it was. Oh it was,
1: God, it was awful. And they made me go watch. and practice. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I don't think that show's been made, has it? And if it has, I've not been booked.
2: <laughs> Nor I. I don't think it has. But also, why would they make you practice that? It just occurred to me that that's just wasting. It's not like you my of... precious breath. Yeah, it's not like you were had enough time to train for it in the corridor of that abandoned school or whatever <laughs> the fuck we're in. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. Okay. What
1: an insight this has been to the casual <gasps> listener into the TV industry and the way things work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta to pop to an old church school and blow up a <laughs> balloon. And fail and try and not spill water on yourself.
2: And And actually be quite funny and still not hear a thing.
1: (laughs) Oh, nothing will come of it. Nothing will come of it. Just a weird (laughs) afternoon. Just a weird little prank. Um, Now, Catherine, if I had to guess what you were like at school, and I do, here's what I've written. Um, Bookish, hardworking, serious. Uh, You're a natural-born organiser, so some sort of committee position in school has to be a given. I mean, you occasionally are almost presidential to me, but I don't think you would would have been willing to put yourself out there to run for sort of like head girl or one of the top spots, which is a shame because I think your speech would have been genuinely inspirational. So I think maybe... (laughs) You had that vibe, but more in the background, maybe like running clubs you set up or something like extracurricular speaking contests or something like that. Um, The sort of kid who, uh, now this is a bit different to what I just said, but I think you're the sort of kid who, if your mum's friend came round, you would sit and chat with the mums and you would say things about other children as if you were one of the mums. (laughs) Like... you. like, you might use a grown-up phrase like, oh, well, I'll tell you what, he needs an early night, despite yourself being 11 years old. Um, and finally, possibly referred to as Catherine Beaufort. Is any of this correct?
2: <laughs> so spot on yes. i'm so impressed the only like okay i'll talk about the specific ways in which you got that right um i think the only two things that i think were probably also like pertinent and most definitive of me in school were like resistant to authority um okay. and and um quite a loner but other than that like absolutely okay so bookish yes hard-working yes um well, was I in a position of authority or co- extracurricular committees? I was the only school student librarian, and also, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and also the um, convener of the debate society. So you've absolutely smashed oh, wow. that! Oh I, my I had god, badges for both! I wore them proudly on my cardigan. Did I? Um, need my friend and their mom to come over to hang out with the moms. No. Ideally my mom would invite her friends over and I wouldn't even have to tolerate another 11-year-old. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so you
1: would just were you just straight into mum chat? Is this Absolutely. true? Was that bit true.
2: Absolutely. I knew it. I used to barter with my mother if I set the table, if I could find a way to fit me on the grown-ups table and set that if I set the table, um could I sit at it? Like I was so I read, (laughs) I remember I read, I got this book of Shakespeare in, like translated for children as it were. And I read all of his works, as I would refer to it, um, <laughs> and then just bring them up at dinner. And none of the grown-ups had read him, obviously. And also, I was quoting a very simplistic version of Shakespeare. So. Are,
1: you, are you a badly written sitcom character? I mean, that is insane. So you, would, you were a child. I mean, if you were writing a bad character of, of um, precocious child... <laughs> That that child would inexplicably bring up the works of Shakespeare, which is the, like, the most root one character description. Oh, they're so precocious. They like to talk about Shakespeare. So like, at least she, go with Wordsworth or something a bit she, more niche.
2: She just keeps saying the bard. Yeah. So oh, did you, I, I so, also wondered lonely as a cloud. Don't let's go. Let's be clear. I okay, loved it. B- <laughs> <Let's
1: laughs> yeah, but you sorry. literally wandered lonely as a cloud as yeah. a loner at school. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Absolutely. And what was the last thing you said? Um,
1: Catherine Beaufort.
2: Oh no, because um, Bohart is a stage name.
1: Ah, well then it would have been very clever if kids had called you Catherine. I mean, wow! I know the prediction. I know would have been incredible. Um, Okay, okay. So did you have any? Did your name lend lend itself to any kind of um, ridicule?
2: No, because I had the most common name in Ireland, Murphy.
1: Ah, yeah, fair enough. You're getting away with it. You're getting away with it with Murphy. Well. did you... Yeah, okay. So I want to go back to this Shakespeare thing briefly. Uh, well, let's... I don't want to commit to the word briefly there, actually. We could talk about this for several hours. So you would sit there, right? And you'd be at the grown-ups table, which you've begged to be on. You've uh, said, I'll bargered. do all these chores. I'll do this work.
2: Bargered. If I can... That's,
1: yeah, that's... yeah, yeah. You've negotiated your position. <laughs> you have... I mean, it's full Solange to just... A seat at the table for you just means mm-hmm. next to my mum. <laughs> That, and then you're sat there and you'll say stuff like, I can imagine you with like almost almost a beaker of juice that you're quaffing like it's wine. You're holding it like a wine glass.
2: Um, I would have my juice out of a wine glass.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. And then you're sort of being like, yes, well, I, I don't know if you saw, but, um, well, of course, the, the play that cannot be named is actually one of the most... So you, how would you get this into conversation? I don't understand.
2: Oh, I'd just be like... Who's read The Bard? What's your favorite play? Let's talk about Shakespeare. I've recently read all of it. And if <laughs> if, um, if, if the adults didn't want to play because they were drinking and I was ruining it, then I would um, take the weakest one. So like a single woman, ideally, and just have her ask me all of my spellings. But I would learn the spelling book in the summertime. And then be ahead of the game, obviously. So then there was like an extra section on the back of our spelling, our national like curriculum spelling book that would have like, if this is a too easy kind of thing. And I'd be like, I, I know exactly which ant I'm talking about. And I'd be like, come on, Marie, let's go. Let's, uh, let's go oh to the difficult my. section.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Picking off the weakest, <laughs> the weakest single woman. I was to trash. ask you difficult spellings. This is insane.
2: I was trash. I mean, I, oh. I really ruined a barbecue many a time, I'd say, for a poor lady who just wanted to be outside having pimps. Um. I thought
1: I thought that, that I you'd be fine with the first half of my prediction of what you were like at school. And you'd be offended by the second half with the, cause about that precocious kid who wants to chat to the mums like they're one of the mums. Because that sort of person is the worst. <laughs> so I thought you'd be like, how dare you? I didn't actually think it would be that. You'd go, well, yes, exactly. Not only that. I, I would force them to do spellings and talk to me about Shakespeare.
2: I used to dust my books quite regularly. And I also, when lending to my siblings or friends or mother or aunt or uncles, would keep a journal, effectively a ledger, like in my own library for my books, should people return them. I'd make notes about people returning them in poor condition, which meant they wouldn't be lent to again. I wasn't easy company. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Being offended yeah. at this point would just be like I know yeah. who I was. I know who I was. I, I didn't was. go
1: far enough, it turns out. Nope. <laughs> so this was so you were how old were you when doing if you're doing spelling, so this is what? Your That was primary ten?
2: school, yeah. Primary school. Yeah. And then okay. And ten- then
1: when you got to secondary school, is that when you were the library? assistant
2: and the convener of the debate society and yeah
1: what did that involve being a convener of the debate society
2: so when i was like 15 through 17 i would run the school-wide competition for the girls who were 12 to 15 in age if that makes sense for debating so i ran their competition so yes an organizer and also i debated for my school at um county and national level
1: Wow. Well, can yes. you remember any of the debate sub- subjects?
2: So the All Ireland final that I won. Um I won. Oh, of course you
1: did. <laughs> you dust you're dusting the books. You can't <laughs> lose a debate.
2: <laughs> was on prostitution. Um and the
1: And were you for or against?
2: I was um against the legalization, didn't get to choose my side, but the Prime Minister of Ireland was chairing the debate. Um and They have to Well he was He has been a PM Like a Taoiseach since I'm saying Prime Minister Because you guys don't Say Taoiseach But um, He he was leader Of the opposition At the time And he wore this Huge gold Like I guess like um like a necklace thing that mayors wear what's the word i'm looking for great
1: yeah, yeah. i mean i know exactly what you mean i yeah. don't know what it's called but it's so, it, i think the word is bling
2: yeah indeed so i referred to him as a right honorable pimp all evening and boy oh boy did i get some yes. laughs
1: Please, uh, <laughs> that must. and also what you what you've also done is you put him in a position is was he on the judging panel
2: No, he was chairing the debate, so he was, like, inviting... Oh, I see, right,
1: right, right. I was going to say, you put him in this position where he sort of has no choice but to let you win, or it looks like he can't take a joke.
2: Oh, no, he absolutely (laughs) had to laugh along. It was wonderful, whilst being accused of being um, a pimp by a 16-year-old girl. So, yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah.
1: i did one debate i i I was a little absolute little shit in english but i was really good at english but i was um i was exactly who you expect me to have been in english and uh, i'm willing to bet
2: i would have hated you in my english class i
1: was a bit it was one there was loads of lessons where it was like i am going to be silent this hour every single time and seem shy and scared in this lesson but There was some lessons where I don't know the balance of like the right friends are in it. The teacher's a bit lenient. It's a subject I'm smashing. Yeah. Oh, I'll just do back chat and jokes all the time. Uh And so anytime... And also it's like the sort of subject where I actually know enough about it. I can sort of do jokes that make sense.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So like
1: I can actually... Twist, you can actually ask me a question and I can reply as if it's a panel show and say a joke answer to stuff. But I was doing that, which is exactly the sort of thing everyone hates. (laughs) But I would do that and it meant that the teacher insisted that I do this like team debate thing. So she was like, you need to do this debate and you need to open it because you will grab the attention and then we'll have someone smart who's like actively bookish (laughs) do the main body of the debate because they can actually say the information and then we'll have someone another kind of little shit person who was called sarah was like going to close it out but then we did this debate and uh it was like at this other school and we were on last or whatever and then i was talking so quickly in my intro which was not at all funny or interesting i then took it really seriously and was like i'll just do a proper debate with information (laughs) was really nervous was speaking so quickly that sarah who was sat next to me I mean, probably louder than I was talking, went slow down like that. And it was like the most audible. It was like, how? come on. But people still say that to me now when I do stand up. People go, well, he spoke, spoke a bit quick for me there. I think, well, yeah, I'm still in my speaking contest. Also, at the end of the speech, Tim, it was about rap music or something. This speech about whether rap music was good or yeah, something like that. Of course. And then Tim, this guy, Tim, did the middle bit quite dull quite a dull speech did the middle bit and then sarah stood up to, to close it out i mean she sold us out big time as soon as she stood up she went um thanks recent Tim, for that excellent uh debate and then <laughs> <laughs> it just immediately was really sarcastic saying how shit we were and he was like
2: what <laughs> we're not gonna win now <laughs> i am i love that so much so i used to be the sarah role on the team where i would bring it uh, home yeah because i and i used to have um A really tough time getting debate partners because I was very competitive and also nobody else wanted to debate so I would um I would promise to write their speeches for them and then all they had to do was like get up read what I said and then I would like did that rebuttal and the reply at the end. It was such a
1: fucking joke. So you were were debating yourself?
2: I was debating, (laughs) yeah, my own speeches. Exactly that. Exactly that. But I, it's definitely my first, it was definitely like the, the thrill of debating in school was definitely getting laughs for me. Yeah.
1: Well, if you, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I I guessed that you were serious at school in that intro, but I suppose if you were, yeah, if you are memory is the pimp stuff and getting laughs the pimp stuff
2: oh and sorry i should say the the value of debating in school was first winning and then getting laughs i should have said
1: so you did care enough about winning that it was like no i actually have to make a number of salient points
2: oh yeah and i wanted the humor to be at the expense of other people's failure
1: oh i see right so so you so the okay. It
2: was it was like constructive, <laughs> destructive humor. Yeah. It was it
1: was like, roast ro- 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 battle. You did yeah, roast battle. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. wow, that is brutal. Mm-hmm. So would you slag off previous um speeches?
2: Yeah, of course.
1: Oh, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for asking. Jesus. I feel like I'm in a debate with you now.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was very much the um, my role on the table and also uh, what I chose to be my role in life. I was like, yeah, I'll just be scathing mm. about other people. Also, I had all that practice talking to the moms. Like,
1: Would the audience be mostly pupils or parents?
2: Depended on the context. Most of the time, other pupils. Um, but a lot of the time, I was the youngest person in the debate. So they'd be like the older girls. So um, I think they just found me. I mean, at the time, I think I thought they all found me hilarious. But on reflection, they probably found me absurd. Yeah, would have, yeah you would
1: have thought, Ah, oh, I bet they're thinking she's adorably cutting. I'm actually thinking, who's this little fucking prick? Why, why did she keep laying into this speech I've yeah. worked hard on?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Oh,
1: God. Um, were, there any, so there, were there any other things? So you were doing debate club was like extracurricular. I was definitely... Did you do anything else like flexing a creative muscle?
2: Um, no, that was my be all and end all. Like I debated all the time. I did every competition you could go to. I um I,
1: Did you I, lose? Did you ever lose?
2: Oh, sometimes, yeah, and I took it really badly. Really badly. Um, but also <laughs> I um I started a petition to make it non-compulsory for um girls in exam years to have to do PE. Because um, I didn't want to do PE. I wanted to be in the library at that point. Um and What was the
1: logic of um the petition? So like how are you actually trying to sell it? Just that this is a waste of time.
2: <laughs> the logic was a PE teacher had annoyed me and I wanted to fucking show her that her subject was so optional I could literally <laughs> not attend it. Um so poor mrs o'connor so one day in pe it was like our last year so our, our equivalent of a levels um and we had double p in the morning and we were doing circuit training and in the mo- oh, what the fuck and then also she had gone around and asked everyone what they had had for breakfast i think her point was to try to get us to remember like what we ate fueled our bodies and would help us with our exams but obviously i was being a petulant little shit so i was like she asked me what I had for breakfast and I was like, I don't see how asking a bunch of young women what it is they've eaten for breakfast and then having them compare and contrast is healthy for any sort of like developmental growth, especially in a context where eating disorders are pretty rife, especially in old girls' schools. And she was like, I hate you. Oh um,
1: no, she was like, look, I'd rather you just call me a pink. You won the debate.
2: She was like, I don't fucking, she's like, I'm just trying to like, make sure that we're having healthy options and I I went off on a rant anyway um then we did the circuit training and after the class she said Catherine can you come into my office please and I said no I have English and she said can you come into my office please it's not optional I said okay and then she went to close the door and I said can I remember so dramatically saying can you please leave the door open (laughs) like she was gonna (laughs) do anything and she was like um uh, okay. And
1: (laughs) I mean, what you've implied is so insanely unacceptable. I mean, it's It's just, you're just putting her in such a mad position. The the positions you're putting adults in in this is literally... (laughs) Telling an elderly man he's a pimp because he's wearing a moral <laughs> chain. Implying a woman's going to do something weird to you because she's, well, a PE teacher and doesn't wants to shut the door just because it's a meeting. And then demanding that lonely aunties test your spelling so they can't hang out with their friends. I mean, oh, what a childhood. I
2: was such a dick. And um, she said, okay. And then she was like, do you want to explain to me what happened in there? And I was like, oh, I just disagreed with you. And she was like, no, I don't mean in at the, the start of the class. I mean, in the actual class, do you think you were giving 100%? And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, it felt to me like you weren't trying. God, I can remember every word of this. This is so insane. I've really held on to this grudge. And I was like, well, I wasn't trying that hard. We have exams and it's PE. And she said... I expect you to try and to to give 110% in every one of my classes and I I, and then she was like and I was like I'm probably not going to um and anyway I just kept pushing back and eventually she called my mother because I kept saying can I please have a note to explain why I'm late for an exam subject I just kept saying exam subject as in yours oh, isn't. Oh
1: my, you are and she was but...
2: <laughs> like, And she was like, I will explain to your teacher why you're late for English. And I was like, great. And will you be able to catch me up on what I've missed? And Oh
1: no, she, I mean, I love it. I love she it, was but, like, Jesus.
2: So eventually she got so frustrated, she called my mom. But my mom, unfortunately, she called the wrong mom, right? Because she called my mother. And apparently by my mother's recollection, it went, hello, this is Catherine's PE teacher. Her what? Her PE teacher. Oh, right. I'm just calling because she's not giving a huge amount of effort in class. Okay, but like, is she... Are one of her grades bad? No. I'm in work. Okay. (laughs) And that was the end end of the conversation. So then she came back, she wrote me my note, and she said... And these are my favorite words because a French teacher once once said them to me too. I don't think quite a few teachers did, but she went, Just so you know this was a telling off, not a debate. And I was like,
1: okay. Oh no, uh, you don't see the difference.
2: I was just like, okay.
1: Um, absolutely amazing to me that no matter where they end up actually in employment, anyone who's interested in sport is obsessed with people giving 110%. <laughs> If a football manager says you've got to give 110%, it's kind of reasonable. A PE teacher cannot expect <laughs> the students to give 110% in PE.
2: I know. So I um, So then I just started a petition to, that uh, women, that people in my class couldn't... To crush to. her. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I got it passed. We didn't have to go to PE. It's just that I'm the only person who chose not to.
1: It's... um. Oh, really? So they... <laughs> So the petition worked, and they said, You can do what you want now. And everyone still went, No, 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 we'll. So, who the fuck was signing the petition? These people just didn't care. They just signed it because you... You Did you threaten people?
2: I didn't threaten people. I think they just wanted to eat their lunch. They were you know, just they, like, yeah, yeah, They are just like, fine, whatever. Like, just leave me alone. Like, Jesus Christ. Everyone else is like, if we do PE, we get to wear our kit into school. It's more comfortable. And also, mm. we like PE. And I was like... And
1: it's, yeah, it's an hour off.
2: Yeah, I was like... Ugh. <laughs>
1: um, what I love most about that story is that was the answer to the question, what other creative things did you do at school? (laughs) It was like, well, I sort of creatively ended the career of a PE teacher with this mad mastermind plan.
2: (laughs) Oh God, I'm the worst.
1: You wanted to act, right? Is that right?
2: Yeah, so I really wanted to act. um, Based on very little evidence that I should, I um, used to do an outside of school, like drama club and then when I was I when I wanted to go to university I wanted to study drama and my parents were like, "Um, mm, you've shown no aptitude or active interest in this. Why don't you get like a real degree and then you can do it at night?" And then I um decided that that was the newest grudge that I would hold forever and
1: So you started a petition to remove now. your parents from the decision-making process.
2: <laughs> no, no, so I did um I did that and I did an acting qualification, a theater degree at night while I did my history degree, and then I did um an MA in acting. So
1: Did you do any were you during like the school years were you doing any performing?
2: In Ireland there was this thing called transition year, which was your fourth year in secondary school where you could opt to skip it, but most people didn't, and they've since made it compulsory. Um so in transition year you would do things like they did like a musical and a play and lots of performance art and also lots of like learning to be um entrepreneurs like setting up businesses and all of this absurd stuff that wasn't really that academic so I was one of the like six people in my year who skipped it because I was like a I fucking hate this hellhole I'm out and b I was like I'm sorry what's the point of it like I didn't I was like we should be learning I don't why am I wasting? Yeah, no,
1: this adds up. This, yeah. adds, this <laughs> makes sense like, in your narrative.
2: I was like, the fuck. <laughs> also, everyone else did because they like wanted to stay with their year group, whereas I was like,
1: mm, your best friend was that teacher. Uh, yeah, that he, debate he teaches
2: all the years, so that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I so I skipped it. So no, I didn't do any of that. And also, like, I really. <laughs> I, I wasn't a collaborative child.
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you wouldn't be willing to, yeah, I, I suppose you would, oh, do you think you'd be an, you'd have been annoyed at not getting the exact part that you wanted when well, you were, well, if you had auditioned for something, well, would no, you be like, well, this a, is ridiculous? No,
2: because it was a musical and I couldn't sing. So I was like, what the fuck use is that to me?
1: So what about when you started acting and doing this MA and all that sort of stuff? Did you, you presumably had to do performances then?
2: Oh, yeah, but by then, like, university had crippled all of my self-confidence and, like, the academic competition of being in a place where my peers were also all as intelligent as I saw myself was, like, profoundly debilitating to my sense of arrogance. And thus, by the time I got there, I was like, obviously I'm trash at this. I am trash. So don't worry, it all balanced out. (laughs) I now simply aspire to have the confidence I had when I was 14.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that debate club confidence.
2: Oh my God.
1: Never comes back. Lucky for me, mine ended on my first debate. (laughs) I had the conf, I was like, yeah, of course. When they were like, you need to do the debate and open it, I was like, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) I'll also do the middle and close it, thank you. And then I did one debate and was like, oh, I am terrible at this. I get, I'm too nervous. I can't Mm -hmm. do this shit. And then it was like, all right, never again. Yeah. Goodbye.
2: I think a lot of us feel like if we could get back to where we were, like that level of confidence, I just thought I was the smartest person in any room that I had only interesting things to say that my purpose was all consuming and that people should be thrilled to hear me
1: I think you've just sort of described um, the mantra of every podcast
2: yeah <laughs> 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 it's the same as prepubescent girls. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. 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 Joe Rogan and prepubescent girls are the exact, <laughs> have the exact same logic. In that they um,
2: also all hate <laughs> other women.
1: So, okay, let's get on to the uh, early work. What is it that you have brought that... I mean, the phrase want to read is probably incorrect because um, I know you're dreading this, but
2: it makes, what is it? It makes me feel physically sick. Um, okay, so... My, I had an English teacher who I adored, Miss Helen. Uh, I thought we would be great friends outside of school. When people asked if they um, could go to the bathroom, she'd say whether or not you can or can't. They, people would say, "Can I go to the bathroom?" and she would say whether or not you can or can't is beside the point. The question is whether or not you may. And I was like, "Oh God, I love her so much." Anyway, <laughs> oh
1: my God, I what, know- what, a, what a it sounds. She sounds like Yoda
2: she was such a like such a patronizing um she just hated kids and she hated us and i oh god i loved her so much mm. um but she uh amidst her disdain would set us quite a lot of like creative writing essays where she'd just show us a picture or give us a color or whatever and we had to write and um <sighs> Clearly, this is something I wrote and my mother kept for no apparent reason. Uh, so I guess it's like a creative writing. It's like an essay. But I don't know what. I remember we watched a film, but I don't know which film it was that we were meant to be inspired by for this. Um...
1: Great. Well, we can try and figure it out. Oh, God. So the ta- <laughs> was the task, watch this film and then write an essay?
2: Yeah. And the essay is called... I don't know if, if it was set as... If the as- essay
1: is now called Saving Private Ryan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but you know what? I think it was something like that. I, it definitely was like war related. Oh God. I can, I, okay. I have to tell you that I have tried to read this in advance of this and I physically cannot make it through. It's called The Break. I was okay. 14 when I wrote it. It is fucking absurd. Wonderful. I hate it. But I have to remember that I was 14. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was...
1: It's all part of the process. This is this is what got you to, <laughs> to where you are now. <laughs> it was
2: 18 years ago. I can forgive myself, can't I?
1: Yeah, exactly. This is all part of the process that got you to this point, your dream of appearing on the Early Work podcast. Okay. And without this...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be here. Oh, God. Do you want me to read it?
1: Yes, please. Give us a section of it. Give us the opening
2: okay all right let me just zoom in on this okay my mother sent it from Ireland via photograph okay (sighs) the break oh thank heavens the sun is finally showing its face a crack of hope a thin line of light on this straight line that is my way my way towards release release question mark they will say when I tell them what I felt when I told them told them what it is only I have to tell my message my words my task my glory I can't even (laughs) Uh, should I keep going?
1: yes please
2: this hill of stone hard and cold is my last For today, I will say all I have... No, I will say all I have to, give all I can, and then I shall have earned it. Earned it, they will say, when I tell them of my journey. For what did you do but run when I tell them of my struggles? Because of course they won't have seen, have heard, have felt, or earned the right, my right to tell, to scream, to shout from rooftops what I will have when I reach the end of this, my straight line. That is my way I'm
1: okay i'll <laughs> s- stop there for a sec
2: do I, I feel what? sick what
1: what is happening i mean what the fu- i mean i do not understand how this is written at all is the, is it a poem
2: it sounds like a fucking trip what i don't i don't think it's a it poem is
1: one of the <laughs> most confusing things i've ever heard in my, in my life i mean there's, there's 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 bits of it that are just wonderful to hear obviously my glory a straight line that is my way that's come up a few times an irish person from a catholic school opening with thank heavens feels extremely on the nose but Um, also
2: the straight line that is my way feels like one hell of a closeted lesbian oh god oh it's so bad Um,
1: what i really like about it is you keep talking about giving all you can so that you've (laughs) earned it which to me sounds like advice from your pe teacher you might as well have said, I'm giving 110% in this battle.
2: <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It makes, um, it makes me feel How unwell. far through
1: are we at the moment?
2: Okay, we're currently, I'd say a third.
1: Okay, let's have the next third.
2: Okay. Oh, God, it makes me feel so anxious. Okay. <clears throat> Ooh, a bit of a tonal shift. The sun. The sun is now turning. Now, I realise, turning on me. But why? Why in my last run, my last hill, my last battle, do you betray, do you betray me, my daily ally? <laughs> <laughs> I missed you. I've underlined you at night. I thanked you by day and yet you turn. Why? I'm sweating. It is the sun, I'm blinded. It is the sun, it is the sun, and yet I don't have the will to care now. My, oh God, what the, I think I was high. My message does not care now. We don't need your help anymore. We, I hear it from them. Yes, we, as it is only my having my message that will get me up my steep hard and cold hill my last my last thin strip of line ha exclamation mark a corner a corner around which I will go and tell and scream scream my poem my novel my epitaph my words
1: oh my (laughs) god okay so
2: what is going on um the
1: (laughs) the film I think is based on is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind <laughs> <laughs> you are obsessed with the sun you're obsessed it's just about the sun and hills <laughs> what film is this this is the teletubbies are you sure you didn't watch the teletubbies
2: I <laughs> have a horrible feeling it was like it was something World War II-ish and I don't feel comfortable about it. And it's, also, um, where did I even learn epitaph? And why did I? Oh.
1: The sun is turning on me. You're betrayed by the sun. My
2: daily but ally. All the-
1: yeah, so I'm waiting to find out what the betrayal is. I w- right? I'm
2: Ginger. You're not my ally.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, What's I suppose. going on? So, the, so you call it your daily ally and yet it betrays you. But the thing that happens next, the way the sun betrays you is it shines on you <laughs> and makes you feel hot. So in what way was it your ally before that? <laughs> My daily ally, the sun, who's normally not there
2: normally which is face, helpful to me it's normally facing a different way which can't possibly be true because the sun follows the same pattern right?
1: <laughs> the sun facing a different way you're thinking of the moon I think I think so
2: too oh god it-
1: whenever when you were 14 if the moon came out did you think oh the sun's turned his back <laughs>
2: you bitch <laughs> I'm
1: glad you pointed out the fact that I mean I, I wouldn't have said anything but the fact that you're t- this is the most obsessed with the sun poem or piece of literature I've ever heard and you were writing this as a ginger person in Ireland I mean that is extreme uh, what I do like Is that the the, the the premise You keep mentioning This hill is my last Right Ugh. You keep saying This is my last hill I've turned the corner I'm up another hill This is my last hill Which obviously is about Dying in battle or whatever But it does match With what you were like As a kid Because Dying on a hill <laughs> Is exactly Your brand <laughs> You did it with a PE teacher, you did it in the debates, you did it at petitions. This is it, I'm committing to this and I'm dying on this hill. Oh, and then you wrote so this good. baffling story where you would die on a hill. Uh, okay, well, I think let's save the the, the ending of it for our um, finale, which, I mean, best of luck to the producer of this, trying to put some music under whatever the fuck's coming next, because <laughs> I don't know what you could possibly do. War
2: drums? I don't, like, yeah. battle cry? I don't...
1: Mm. It's going to be something like that, isn't it? So it now comes to the time when I must score your work on three categories. Uh, Those categories are originality, um, pure teen horniness and um, Mickey Mouse Club, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Goose score, which is how close is it to your work now? Does it show the potential of this star I now know you to be? So first of all, originality, it's difficult. I know you say you're influenced by Joyce, but it's difficult to see past a a five out of five here because what the fuck is going on? I mean, I've never heard anything like it. I mean, I, I, when you said, oh, I think we were told to watch a war film and then write about... I mean, this isn't what I expected at all. Mm-mm. So you're mentioning... There's a lot of cliches in it, I suppose. Um, my glory, thank heavens. Uh, and, like, my way, betrayal. But you're betrayed by the sun and then the sun <laughs> just shines on you. And you... Oh, you keep my message. This This steep, hard, cold hill. I mean... <laughs> I'm just gonna have to commit I'm gonna die on the hill of giving this five out of five for originality and if anyone wants to complain f- feel free I'm already dead
2: thank you so much that means a <laughs> lot my mum kept it for 18 years so clearly somebody else agrees with you
1: exactly yeah okay um and if you give me your mum's number I'll chat to her and tell her you gave 110% on this podcast and hopefully she's not at work
2: she would absolutely love it Good. Love okay it.
1: and then I'll ask her what she's read of the bard and we can have a lovely <laughs> chat um Pure teen horniness, I might have to go into negative figures, you know, because this is, without a doubt, the least horny thing. This is actively unhorny. I
2: was not, I was not a sexual teen. I wasn't. I didn't kiss anyone until after school. I had no desire to.
1: The only time when I thought there was any chance is when you started aggressively saying steep hard. <laughs> and then but then I was like, no, it just leads to another hill. Uh, straight line is my way. I mean, there's nothing I can interpret from this that could even be metaphorical. So uh, it's going to be a zero. Zero out of five, 14 horniness. That's completely and accurate. Finally, yeah. Mickey Mouse Club School, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Goose. How close is it to your work now? <laughs> <laughs> now, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I find your work now to be comprehensible. Um, I understand the words you're saying when you say them and they are full sentences. And you don't really seem to... I've never heard you finish a joke on stage and go, (laughs) my glory, (laughs) in the laugh. Uh, So, I mean, I'm struggling to find any links, really. Betrayed by the sun.
2: What about, ha? (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose, yeah. Uh, With that in mind, so I'm not going to give you any mickey mouse club points for this specific work but for the debate club stuff with the pimp um for the <laughs> the, the the petition i mean if there's a lot of stuff that is like okay i kind of says a vibe i kind of can get across and you starting things too early and this is what you did with this i will go for a three out of five That's for fair. mickey mouse club but it's more the stuff around the work than the specific words because the words are insane <laughs> um so that means you get 8 out of 15.
2: Nice. Which
1: is a perfectly reasonable score, especially given that, I mean, you could have got a minus 10 for the horniness score.
2: Yeah, and, so... and indeed for any of the others. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Be, yeah let's, that's completely fair. I understand your decision. Thank you.
1: And now it comes to the time where I must read you something of mine. Um, now, this is quite a short poem and it... I just found it this morning. I'm still looking for just... Got, I've got loads of these, but we're now on episode like 28 or something, which means I've read at least 28 things already. How old so were you? So this... I'll tell you after. <laughs> this one I found and I looked at the date when it was created on my laptop and it didn't make me feel good. Okay, this is... <clears throat> it's called We Pay for Pathos.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: We pay for pathos, we invest in interest, but our vested interest won't redress the inquest, lest we forget that we want to rest in peace. So why reap the scrap heap and scrape away at the weak and the deceased? I remember when the Tamar got me, when I used to have to feed my Tamagotchi. No virus, just obsession, a lesson in technological breeding. But now my Twitter needs feeding, my form space is receding, but my Facebook looks ace, our relationship is over because I need my space.
0: Oh,
2: my (laughs) God. Um, Okay.
1: Now, just to clarify, there's a chance those are two separate poems on the same document because they are not in those two, those two stanzas are not at all connected. No, they're definitely connected
2: uh, by a white boy trying to rap. And I... (laughs) Love that so much That's so great Um, Okay So the thing that's most alarming And most apparent Is how recent that evidently was
1: Yeah there's some references in it Yep There's certainly some references in it
2: Your Twitter needs feeding
1: What the fuck does that mean?
2: Uh, I think it's your new Tamagotchi Uh My
1: Twitter needs feeding Yeah (laughs) So also form space So it it definitely ages it In a certain way, because form space—I don't even really remember what that is. I don't know what that
2: is. I don't know what that is. I'm going to. So
1: that was like a flash in the pan social network, I think, from this year only. What? Not this year. Not this year. Now, I mean, the year this was written. Yes, you're looking (laughs) at your face. You wrote this today. Oh my god. Um, I I was
2: (laughs) (laughs) nineteen. Much better. That's so great. I'm so glad to hear that.
1: And that means, even worse, that means I had begun performing stand-up comedy by this point.
2: Had you had sex at this point?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I was having sex while writing this. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I believe so.
2: Oh, so there's no <laughs> No
1: evidence of that. There's no evidence of that.
2: Oh boy. Okay.
1: Also, interestingly, I should point out, Um, this poem is actually based on the film dunkirk <laughs>
2: <laughs> now i get it, it yeah really
1: there you to... go my form space is receding <laughs> yes. you see. Oh, you
2: should have said um okay so uh, shall i score it
1: yes please so first up we have originality out of five
2: i'm gonna say what with the rhyming and the um incredibly overused references and the uh, quick turn to how it's actually at the end shockingly about a breakup I'm gonna say
1: (laughs) uh, that's just I wanted to do I think I just wanted to do the Myspace joke it comes out of nowhere
2: I'm gonna say one
1: okay that's fair enough <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me that you have heard something like that before I'm
2: saying I have ex- I've seen white boys rap yes um mm. yes okay okay um and indeed I've uh go- like YouTubed spoken word um, yeah
1: you've and seen it an- yeah, yeah Yeah. you've seen anyone attempt something before I've, a I've known a there. man
2: to own a beanie yeah um yeah. okay um <laughs>
1: Pure teen horniness is up next.
2: Oh, I think this is dripping in self-perceived, smug sex appeal.
1: Yeah. I, Are you familiar with the um, the Twitter, Instagram account, Beam Me Up Soft Boy?
2: No, but I, th- I can imagine how that would fit here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm going to guess this guy thinks he's real deep and real sexy. And um, also that as much as he thinks it was out of the blue that there was a breakup at the end, in truth, that's what he was thinking about the whole time. So I'm going to say...
1: Well, I suppose, yeah, actually, we pay for pathos. There you go. Uh, Is the opening (laughs) line. And then it gets to a pun about MySpace at the end being a breakup. We pay for pathos. All those dates I had to pay for (laughs) just to feel like this. We invested interest, but our vested interest won't redress the inquest. I mean, the best line is, lest we forget that we want to rest in peace. I mean, what the fuck, man? It doesn't
2: mean anything, but I love it so much. Um, I'm going to go with four on the horniness scale.
1: I think fair enough. Uh, Really making up for a lack of horniness in the war story on the other side of the zoom <laughs> with no non-stop horniness on this and then finally uh mickey mouse club ryan gossing ryan goose what potential does it show for the me now how much does it represent I my vibe
2: think it is actually a bit representative in that like it's much poorer quality wordplay but you still engage in it. <laughs> it's um less succinct but still more succinct than it could have been so like brevity's on your side which i think is still true of your form it's laddie in a different way which occasionally you can be in a much smarter way now Um, (laughs)
1: sure i accept
2: yeah i think i think it you're good on twitter
1: and this references that twitter exists yeah so clearly you
2: were practicing then
1: yeah, my Twitter needed feeding. Yeah,
2: so I don't want to do your current work a disservice by saying that this was like this is the template. I'm not saying that, but I can <laughs> I can see how you got from there to the, to now. Also, it doesn't have much shame. I think a three and a half, four. Would you be insulted if I said four?
1: no 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 at all you I mean you wouldn't be the first person there's there have been far more embarrassing poems than this that people have said well that's exactly the time I saw you do that in your show so I'm quite happy for this to just oh you've made a, a number of points to justify this score rather than lolly out saying wasn't that from your daily show so I'm more than happy to accept a four out of five Uh, so that means I get nine I get nine you get eight that means I technically win the episode but the message of this podcast as always is that we're both losers There are never any winners so now all that's left is for you to read us the final section of this baffling um, (laughs) war tale called The Break uh, which you know best of luck to producer Neil whatever music he's going to put under this we'll
2: fucking find out (laughs) shall I read it yeah let's go for it mine mine alone they can hear but will not keep may forget but I I will not care as I and my message have run we ran we screamed we climbed we ate we drank we breathed we poured poured they will ask I know they will ask because I know they will not comprehend. Yes, I will reply into and through the other until we became ourselves, us, we. Oh, my corner, our corner. It nears, it nears. We turn, I turn, my song turns and I clench. We clench. We clench for the release. It's gone. We're gone. I'm done. It ends. And so I have my break.
1: Oh my god. Oh my god.
2: It occurs to me that maybe it was just really close to lunchtime.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is about break time, yeah. Oh I clench. The bell's gone. Right now. We have our break. Finally we have our break. Lunchtime um, I mean there are It just continues <laughs> The form we know um, There's a couple things that uh, I mean I was surprised not to hear Based on the way you word a lot of this stuff Is when you say like we poured Or oh, no did you say You did You said poured they will ask It's always the weird <laughs> The verb and then they will ask Is this running theme I have definitely written a poem Which includes the phrase Us We <laughs> I've definitely written that. Um, so it's good to see that. And I would have probably been 26. Uh, we Clench was nice to hear, given that that's what you've been doing throughout. Um, and the most satisfying part for me of that little section is that no matter how artily and with the, that verbosity that you write this, you are still a teenage girl because you at one point go, I'm done. <laughs> Uh, I'm uh, so done.
2: I'm done with this. You might,
1: you might as well have said, and now the bullets are coming towards me. Uh, can you not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what it sounded like when you just went, I'm done. Um,
2: it's wonderful. So true. Oh, God, it's so bad. It made me physically sick. I'm so glad that's over.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's generally the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> there we go Catherine Bohart I really enjoyed the chat that us we had Um, I'm a big fan of finishing my own poems on this podcast someone immediately saying oh my god in a way that it's very clear isn't positive Um, analysts will be trying to decipher what Catherine's work meant for centuries to come which is perfect because her catchphrase is they will ask uh, I love Catherine's vengeful streak. I love her desperation to win by calling anyone who stands in her way a pimp. Well, actually, not people who stand in her way, the judge of the competition. That's how confident she is. She's willing <laughs> to make the judge look like a pimp in front of a group of children so that that judge has to give you the win out of pure discomfort to look like you can take a joke. Do go follow Catherine on Twitter. Make sure you follow her on Instagram, all that sort of stuff. Um, drop a rating on this podcast. Uh, that's right, Drop yeah that's right I say drop and I say it about ratings on podcasts that's the sort of person I've become so drop a rating oh god please don't don't mark me down because I said drop still give it five stars I've said too much I feel things are only getting worse here goodbye